And I'm your other host, Josh Gibson from Fourth Wall Players. And this week we are focusing all on side characters that we believe should have had their own spinoffs. This is true. Very much so. And literally focusing all around that during this episode. Um, And if you can't tell, we do have a brand new sound. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's nice and crisp and clear. And so... For our recent movie, we went off with we went the with the spinoff character of Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn with Birds of Prey mm-hmm. 2020, which you know is is recent for us because we just saw it. 2020 is still good. It's <laughs> 2020. 2020 was good. It was Let's still face good. it, it's still there good all year. Been a lot of movies released yet this year, so yeah, no, no. So it's stepping back to 2020 is yeah. just fine. And I, I hadn't seen it yet. This was an excellent opportunity for us to oh, check it out. Okay, yeah, so. How did you, what did, what did you think about Birds of Prey? All right. My get to the point review on Birds of Prey was Harley Quinn narrates a few days in her life shortly after breaking it off with the Joker. She tears up the city, finding a mob boss. There's also another three chicks, that former group in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that was interesting that I, I kept expecting, like I kept hearing Jeremy's voice in my head from CinemaSins saying like, <laughs> Movie takes too long to birds of prey. Yeah, yeah. Pearl blur birds. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for me, this was, it was fun action interrupted by continuous quineration in this confusing DC installation. Right. Because uh, I loved Margot Robbie. I, I do love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. It, She's it, very good as that character. Yeah. And I, I think the best part about it for me was the action. Uh, some of the action was so well choreographed. Right. Like, like the one where she's got like the smoke grenade launcher or whatever when she's coming into the police station oh yeah that was awesome that, <laughs> that was, was awesome amazing. awesome yeah that was a really good i was one. really kind of disappointed not so much with what he did with it but what they did with ewan mcgregor's character yeah no no i thought i thought ewan mcgregor did a great job right um but i was like yeah the it was interesting because he was scary ish mm-hmm, right but yeah. but yeah like i don't know i just didn't I didn't. I didn't feel it like they wanted me to. You know what I mean? Like I with. I, I don't with think I've. Uh, on a side note, I don't think I've ever seen a Ewan McGregor movie where I went out of it being like, "Man, like his character was really underdone." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, I, what, what's nice for me is every single time I see Ewan McGregor, he's not anyone else he's been in his other, in in his other in the in his other movies. You know what I mean? I don't see, I don't see a Jedi. I don't. I don't see Obi Wan right. Kenobi. Yeah, he always plays different. Yeah, very, very he, differentiated characters. That right. didn't stop recording, did it? No, not at all. Okay. Nope. And so yeah, and so when we took a look, we always take a look at a recent review. This time we chose the one in Variety by Owen Gleiberman, and what I said is, I basically reading this review. Thank you for the re- review, by the way, Owen. Uh, but I really missed the feminism vibe on account of the that two of the female characters define themselves via the men in their lives. Um, and also, I missed the point that violence is feminism, yeah. right? Like, just violence is feminism, because when a man does it, it's now toxic mas- masculinity. Right. Uh, so, like, 
what I have to really say about this review is good review, but let a movie be a movie instead of a political stance. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I just see that a lot. Everything has to be like, how is it taken politically? It's yeah. like, how was it enjoyed as a movie? Because <clears throat> in mm-hmm. his praise of its feminism, which again, I missed. Yeah. Um, like just being an all-female cast doesn't make it a feminism movie. Right. In my opinion. Well, it is about, I mean, I guess I could see a little bit of it because like it's all about Harley Quinn kind of find her independence from the Joker and that's a little feminist, right? Right? I, I, Maybe I, I don't understand I feminism. I guess if she successfully does so. Uh, I mean... But yeah, that, that, that's, that's the point though because you know she's going to like once they make a Joker movie or whatever, the, they're going to end up back have, together. They have to bring back Margot yeah. Robbie for it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, like so despite all that, like I, I, I just miss the feminism touches. So like why mm-hmm. why make the review about feminism, make it about the movie right. um, and about the story because you in, to score some points. Right, because in his praise of it, he missed all of the problems with the movie. Like this was pretty much a completely positive mm-hmm. um there was only like one sentence where he was like where it where it doesn't have such and such, mm-hmm. you know, it makes up for, it and it's like, no, talk about right. the such and such, please, let's talk about the such well, and such. And um, yeah, my get to the point review on on Mr. Gleiberman here, uh, I thought he was absolutely on point about Robbie. Unfortunately, he failed to mention the campy and a cool way villain, Ewan McGregor, yeah, and how Mary Elizabeth Winstead's Huntress could have stolen the show with more screen time. I thought out of the birds of prey characters she was the only interesting one she well i thought like, i thought it was far. very yeah well because as, even with um uh, the black canary right like I, she's she plays too mysterious for me to care right right like we don't actually get enough into who her character is exactly. to care about why she's so mysterious and closed off right and then the huntress was like one of the best played jokes of right. the film like right. that was hilarious yeah like, she if was we were, a fantastic if we were talking about side characters that need a spin-off i'd choose huntress <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we're talking about is today, that a preview of things to come or? no it's no, not okay. no no but i i thought about it and i was like i don't want to have yeah. the movie we just listed yeah. in but literally that would be a, a the same way that they're going to do it with like john cena's character from the new suicide squad like it could be a very funny like side spinoff it really yeah because could. she like clearly doesn't understand or she's too traumatized to pay attention to like social norms so it's like interesting watching her like interact <laughs> with other people yeah and it's just like she doesn't know what to do it's really funny it's so many of the jokes in this movie fell flat for me um so the times that i did laugh like really stuck out in my oh, mind. Right. And yeah, when she yeah. comes slide down the slide step and that guy and Harley <laughs> Quinn's like, you're so badass. I, was, I died laughing. That was great. That was a perfect. That was a really, that was a good one for sure. And so wrapping up talking about Birds of Prey brings us straight into side characters that deserve a spinoff. And apparently, well, I've got five <laughs> movies and you've got five TV I've shows. I've got five TV shows. Wow. Yep. Okay. So then we go. Five TV shows that have side characters that deserve a spinoff and five movies. Yeah, I was just checking, just making sure. Like, yes, I did. I have five movies. Because in case you guys have not heard about my Rona review, like I've watched a lot of TV the last the last year and a half, so right. um, I definitely had plenty to choose from. <laughs> right, okay. Well, then why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Uh, my first uh, get-to-the-point review on um, a side character who deserves his own spinoff is Hurley from Lost. Um, I know we get snippets of his time protecting the island, but I would love to see a Hurley spinoff post-Lost to see if things are still just unlucky for him. 
Like the whole the whole running joke with Hurley in the real world was after he ran the numbers on the lottery. Um, just everything was bad for him. Like he'd won like millions of dollars, but like his family members started dying. His, you know, just like a whole bunch of crazy stuff because he uses the numbers, which were considered unlucky by the island. I just, I, I just think it'd be a funny like kind of sitcom sort of thing, you know. That was my thought on that. I think it's interesting that uh, you're going to find that m- both of us, with all of our spinoffs, went with like, it should be a comedy. It should yeah. be a comedy. It should be a comedy. Right. Because I went with, uh, my first pick was The Devil's Advocate. Okay. Okay, from 1997. And specifically, the character of Juror Number Six. Okay. Um, and The Devil's Advocate? In The Devil's Advocate. It's side characters. And I yeah, mean I really obscure <laughs> side characters. People that you have to go back now and rewatch the movie. Yeah, and be like, about. who's Juror Number Six? Okay, well... For those of you who don't know the movie, it's basically Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. They play lawyers in a legal twist on the thriller genre. It's definitely one of my favorite movies. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah I really like it. Um, but I basically chose Juror 6 because the backstory that Keanu Reeves' character delivers on her is kind of astounding. It's astounding when you think about it. Like when you think about what brought her to this, uh, this moment because he says that she wants that someone hurt her and that she wants on this jury right because she wants revenge okay so you've got a catholic stu- school teacher <laughs> who was hurt and it all leads up to this moment of revenge on a jury yeah pertaining to <laughs> banks what the hell happened to this woman that led That's all the way up like yeah. right you know i don't care if it's just like a little it could be a short just tell us what the hell is going on with this woman it, it sounds like it'd be a lifetime special but right. like good lord juror mm-hmm. number six what is wrong with you woman yeah, what happened who hurt you it, it's all leading up to this and then she gets passed mm-hmm. off anyways she doesn't end up on the yeah. jury so like I could just picture this long movie all leading up to this jury position. And then you have whiz kid Keanu Reeves is like, now nah, I can tell you're hurt. Right. Like, you're not on the jury. <laughs> right. Like, oh, good Lord. And then she goes and puts a shotgun in her mouth. It, it'd be a crush. It'd be a crushing story. It would be. Crushing story. All right. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so my next one, and I just watched the show, so it's over. I'm done watching it now, so I won't be mentioning it too much more. Probably Chibs from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, unfortunately, Opie is dead. So Chibs is the next most interesting character on the show. Let's see him get Sam Crow legitimate and reunite with his family because they kind of had the whole thing with his family, season three, and yeah, then they just Ireland. like they yep. just like dropped the whole storyline. I, I think it's just more of that they. It's because there was nothing. But I agree, Chibs is. But the whole but that always confused me though because like the way they explain it in the story, the reason they were separated was because of Jimmy O. Yeah, and then they killed Jimmy O. So. Right. Right. Anyway, I, I, yeah, I would I just, maybe, I would, I would like to see that. I just, and I want to see Tommy Flanagan and everything. He's awesome. Yeah, I, I love him. Especially those, especially those last couple seasons where they actually give him stuff to do. I mean, he's awesome the entire time. But there are a lot of. I mean, this was part of the reason why I didn't choose TV show. Yeah, because there are so many side characters. Right. Well, that, fortunately, at Sons of Anarchy, most of them are dead. <laughs> well, yeah. No, this is true. Yes, yes, yeah. This is true. Most of them are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah, let's see. Do I have? Nope, there was no natural segue. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> From people being dead to my next one. All right, so, I mean, sort of. What about people being Irish? Is there a segue there? Uh, could be. Uh, it would take too long for me to think of okay. it. <laughs> All right, so my next choice is Fight Club. 
1991. Um, and it's The Lady on the Plane. The Lady on the Plane. Again, another obscure side character. So when he's explaining the formula for the car ins- the car company that he works for yeah. on whether or not they issue a recall, mm. he doesn't tell her what car company he works for. Right. He just says a major one. Yeah. And she's just left. So basically, she now has to either just categorize this info as given to her from the ramblings of a madman mm-hmm. or be scared for the rest of her life of buying the wrong car right that could explode on her mm-hmm. uh i think it would be funny to do I think, like a little, I think it's hyundai a little maybe yeah because i've gotten a recall about my hyundai uh a couple of years ago about like the engines randomly setting on fire and i know like more recent ones have had the same issue. So, uh, I, well, what Toyota had one a couple of years back, yeah. where the in, where the starter would start on fire, would catch fire, <laughs> and yeah, and Kia had one for yeah. with the you know the Sedona. So it's all of them. That one okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's all. Of, they all have recalls, and I'm sure they all have less than savory practices. Well, as usually, far as usually it's recalls decide. like. You know, the friggin' airbag won't go off or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. And when you see it's like, oh, your car is going to catch on fire. Well, I mean, w- and with Fight Club and with the movie, they had to make it as yeah. extreme as possible, yeah. you know. Um, and so for those of you who, have, who haven't seen Fight Club 1999, first of all, get a life. Second of all, one of the best uses of narration in a super memorable Brad Pitt movie mm-hmm. where we assume Helena Bonham uh, played herself. Yeah, she, she played herself. Or she, she, just, she, just she didn't even herself. know she was in a movie. She, didn't even, she had no idea she was in a movie. When she saw it in theater, she was like, what? Yeah. What was that lie she has? Like, that was the best sex she's had since like, seventh grade or something? I've been fucked like that since grade school. Yeah, I've been fucked like that since grade yep. school. That's the line. That's the famous line. What I've a weird thing like to say. Since grade school. And Brad Pitt's just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. So yeah, another super obscure side character. I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. It's the black lady on the yeah. plane that he's talking to. This is to. probably the most obscure. It's not nearly as obscure as his side character I have on my list. But Craig from Doctor Who. Uh, James Corden did an incredible job as bumbling roommate who just wanted and got the girl next door. They had a baby named Alfie. Or uh, for the more enlightened Stormageddon Dark Lord of all. And that family sitcom would write itself, I think. <laughs> So, so like baby, basically their baby had like like dimensional powers or something at so some it's, point. So it's just a different twist on WandaVision? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but from sitcom But yeah, sitcom it was like he was in two different episodes. One of them was like when the doctor was going undercover and he needed a roommate. So he moved in with Craig. And he was like, why are you so weird about everything? And then he had another one where they had the baby and like, you know, aliens wanted to take the baby and take over the world. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely lends itself to sitcom scripts. Right, yeah, <laughs> probably more like in the eighties, though. You yeah. know what I mean, where they were just like decided to go crazy with yeah, it. Doesn't right. matter. I was thinking like All in the Family style. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, my next pick, um, I and I, I think I might have mentioned this movie before. It might have actually been in the very first episode, um, because I love this movie. I love this movie to death. So I think I had reviewed it for a note of brilliance and. I like the background score for it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I there just wasn't a moment where the score is like what a made it. Moment, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know that and magic I, moment. There wasn't one yeah. and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those times when, like you know, a a, a movie that Hans Zimmer you know does the background music for. It's like, well, that score is great and it's right. used in great movies. Right. But those are 
very obvious great mm-hmm. moments and that's not what Nota Brilliance is about. But I went with The Weatherman 2005. Yeah, I think you did mention that one. I have I, I right. I'm pretty sure this is the only one I've I've done basically we a, a second list time. Of the ones we mentioned. I do. I have a list. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't. Um but it's because of how I was mentioning this one. So the obscure side character that I think should have a spin-off again would be a comedy series. Um is the kid cashier at Arby's that hey. refuses to give him a quarterback <laughs> for his coffee so he can get a paper for his dad. And so if you haven't seen The Weatherman, it's Nicholas Cage plays a self-absorbed weatherman who is constantly in his own head as he navigates a divorce and a career change. And so that kid at Arby's, I just picture him as like the dumb asshole in a group of kids that are constantly getting into like shenanigans, um, like a bunch of stoners. And he's always just the asshole. Uh, so like he would always be in the customer service situations right. just because he's such a dry asshole. Um, and yeah, super obscure side character, but yeah, like what possessed him to be such a dick other than it was written in the script like that. Probably he'd get fired if he gave it back or something. It's how a lot of retail stores work. This was Arby's. Well, okay, fine. Restaurant. It's the same thing as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. At least how they run anyway. Right. <clears throat> All right. So my next one would be Claire Temple. Um, from the Marvel Netflix shows, so Daredevil and what, okay. whatnot. Um, <clears throat> a Grey's Anatomy for the superhero world. Claire Temple must have an insane personal life. Plus, Rosario Dawson deserves all the roles. Yeah, it's interesting because my last two <laughs> choices. Yeah, e- I think either one of those fit like a similar sort yeah. of thing going on yeah. too. Yeah. Because interesting, I I haven't watched any of the Marvel spinoff shows, uh, except for I guess the four Defenders ones, uh, and not like the worst ones, not, not counting um, Daredevil. You know, it had too, it had too much hype for me to like. Get well, into the Daredevil. hype's died down, so go definitely watch it I can now. go ahead and watch Daredevil now. Thanks, thanks yeah. for giving me the go. Daredevil ahead. and Punisher are definitely the two best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Jessica Jones has a good first season, and then it kind of goes downhill. Have a good first season, yeah. Well, I mean, like the for me, the first episode of Jessica Jones is just like the all time high, and then from there, it just kind of goes, you know. Like I really like David Tennant as Kilgrave, and then after that, like she fights her mom and then her best friend in the other seasons. So it's like that's dumb. Yeah, and I'm not sure we can hear you when you talk that low. Oh, I saw it, I saw it flashing. Oh, I looked and it it wasn't flashing. I must have just looked long, at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. All right, well, my next one. I actually think I have talked about this film again already. <laughs> Rain Over Me, 2007. Rain Over Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tragedy of 9-11 brings one of Sandler's early opportunities to show his dramatic side to light. And I chose the side character of Nigel, which Nigel is the psychiatrist that they meet in the record store oh, and go out to lunch with. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's because... Nigel's character still gives off Q vibes from mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next yeah. Generation. So like giving him a spinoff makes sense. Yeah. There's not enough episodic dramas or dark comedies about psychiatrists who actually need help. Right. Um, and I mean, this guy, he got called out in a diner, you know, saying that he'd get his ass kicked at a Bob Seeker concert. <laughs> his life has to be miserable. Um, and not only that, but who doesn't love Q? I, I love him so much in everything he freaking does. He's, yeah. So I, I just because 
he always deserves more screen time. Mm-hmm. He's a I, good actor. Like he's he, he was in Stargate SG One too, and he was really good on that too. The, he's fantastic. And so <clears> I, I, I just love to see him at playing a psychiatrist in like a dramatic or dark comedy type role where like just super shitty things keep happening to mm-hmm. him. Um, yeah. Right. So my last one is uh, John Jones uh, from Supergirl. Uh, such a dynamic character on a subpar show. It started good. It got bad. Don't argue with me. Being neglected to, uh, yeah, being relegated, sorry, to advisor in the later season severely diminishes the rich backstory of this Martian. Let's see a, ser- a series where he returns to Mars and helps liberate his homeworld. That would be interesting. That would be awesome. I still haven't seen that one, Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can wait is it, what you're basically saying. Part you of it is wait. part of what a lot of people's issues with it is is like, like starting like season three or four, they start doing entire season long arcs of some sort of political message. So like okay. season four specifically is about xenophobia and racism. Uh-huh. Um, and okay. whereas they have some good episodes in it, and actually, uh, the guy who plays the main bad guy, like, does not do a bad job. Like he's a you know, he's actually a really good actor in that. He also wasn't Smallville, so he was in both Superman. Anyway, so um, but yeah, so he was pretty good. But like a lot of it was just people were like, "Well, are they right?" And it's like, "Well, of course they're not right." What are you guys talking about? <laughs> this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like Supergirl right. literally saves you guys like on the daily, and you're just like, "I don't know if I could trust aliens." So, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, and I. I it's just because they, because Supergirl looks like us that we don't recognize her as exactly. an alien right and, away. And they actually go it's into bullshit. that too. And, yeah. and and like I said, it's a really good allegory for racism in America too. Right. Um. They just can't outright say it. Well, my my last one is uh, sort of a stretch. Okay. Also, not like the other ones haven't <laughs> not been like a stretch. <laughs> not like the other ones, which were definitely needed. Okay. But and I, I struggle with this one because I was debating on whether I should save it for like our Western episode, but I'm such a huge Western fan. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have five Westerns. No oh problem. Like, I hope I'll have five. <laughs> it, I, it won't, it won't be a problem for me. I'll have five Westerns. Does galaxy quest count as a Western? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can just list quickly down under five times. <laughs> um, but okay. With, I chose Appaloosa 2008. Okay. Because it, it's, it's not actually, I mean, it, it's, it's got a great cast, okay, and there's great chemistry in an okay western, okay. It, it's not great, but the point, the parts of it that I love, I do love. I mm-hmm. love the parts that I love of it, um, and it's basically the the side character that I feel deserves a spinoff is Sheriff Clyde Stringer, okay, who was played by Rex Lynn, mm. and it's because like, especially in the scenes that mm-hmm. he has in the movie. He's traveling around with this judge. Him and his deputy are traveling around with a judge um, from case to case where this judge is just presiding over different like court cases in the West. Yeah. But in this particular scene, the one that I'm talking about from Appaloosa, his first scene where we meet him, we've got... Um, Oh, Ed Harris. Ed mm-hmm. Harris's character is having trouble coming up with the word sequestered. And the <laughs> look on his face as he's like, 
I, I didn't care that you use the word. Like, I don't care what word you use. I, I just, I think it would be funny if people are constantly throwing big words he doesn't understand at him. <laughs> just has that puzzled look all the time, 24 seven. Uh, and then has to shoot some people here and then, you know, because it's a Western. So you've got this old crockety judge who doesn't believe anybody. Everybody's guilty, uh, which causes some troubles. It would be episodic and, and definitely a comedy. And kind definitely of ridiculous. Definitely a comedy. And kind of ridiculous. Yeah, definitely a comedy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so this, that wraps up our two lists, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, and so I'm, I am also curious um, for those of you that do listen to the podcast, what your some of your favorite side characters are. You can always link up with us on uh, Facebook or even on YouTube. Put it in the comments. And put it in the comments below. Uh, as well as on the webpage. We do allow comments mm-hmm. on the blog posts over the podcast. And uh, in closing, if geek is the new chic, shouldn't that flow into your coffee drinking game as well? The selection of vintage, geeky, and cheeky mugs can be found on eBay, fulfilling occasions from fool to cool. To see our selection of mugs, click on the link in the description below to aid in an expressive drinking experience. And looking to start a podcast? Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. With Buzzsprout, you'll get a with Buzzsprout, you'll get a great-looking website, audio players you can drop, detailed analytics, took to promote. Tools to promote. Oh, that's tools. Tools to promote and more. Sorry, I couldn't read the... T- the S is too close to <laughs> Following the, the link in the show notes, uh, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. Get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Let's create something great together with Buzzsprout. And we do apologize for any lags. We're both feeling under the weather and rather overwhelmed with our day-to-day lives. Yeah. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will be back in two weeks with another episode of the Get to the Point and Review And better podcast. than ever, because like a saying, better after we ever. get knocked down, we come back twice as strong. Oh, I, you missed the Chumbawamba opportunity there. Oh, no. I, okay, fair enough. <laughs> get to the point. <laughs>